Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, so we were just talking about the blessing that is technology, the internet, artificial intelligence. I mean, all the apps on your phone, all the crazy shit that you can do with just a smartphone in your pocket. And this leads me to something I've been thinking about, an episode I was working on recently about artificially intelligent girlfriends. Because with the advances, um, the evolution of AI... And what they can do with this thing. There have been many companies, many apps and services popping up where you can literally create an account and design like the perfect woman, like whatever that means to you in terms of appearance. But you can also choose the robot's personality. Um, it's it, it never tells you no. It's always like there when you want it and need it and you need some attention or some interaction or some shit like that. And uh, it's, it's a real, I don't, for me, it's strange, man. I understand why it's come along, but it's a strange concept, man. I just wanted to know, have you heard about these AI girlfriends? And if so, like, what's your take on this, man? Because this is not a small thing. It may seem silly, but like, yo, at scale, it's a little freaky, man, to think that people will be dating AI girlfriends oh, like man. dating apps what do you think man yeah yeah i i heard about that briefly and to be honest man i don't i don't like that idea you know i mean the concept is it's great i mean you're able to have the perfect result of like the type of women you're looking for and you're able to create that but in terms of like being a human being I don't think that's beneficial, man, because I think you become like spoiled and you kind of learn that things are always going to be the way you have programmed them to be. And that's just not reality. And I feel like just speaking from experience that having having a relationship with a human being that's like not exactly like you or 
that have different tastes and different opinions in you, it does make you grow as a person and it does make you a better individual. Uh, like I've been dating for almost like two years now. And I would say that for sure, like the, the past me from like two years ago was like a completely different individual. And that growth was only possible because I was like interacting with a human being that have emotions and values and opinions and principles that not always are going to be like exactly like mine, but we kind of learn how to, you know, um, learn with each other and, and grow with that. And not to mention like emotions and, you know, the, the, the human part of relationship. Uh, I, I don't, I don't believe that robots or artificial intelligence can mimic that a hundred percent. No, I think humans are always going to be humans, but I mean, if you're like, I don't know, um, Yeah, let me try to put it in a more delicate way. Like, if you're if you're like a teenager that has like a lot of difficulty with like real real women, and you want to be like your in your own little shell and bubble, and you want to get outside, in the long term, it's gonna be worse for you. You're only uh, bringing more damage to yourself. But short term, if you want to have some you know some pleasure or feel some self um, value and pleasure that can be good. But like long-term, I don't know, man, I don't think that's a good thing. I think it's one of those things that it kind of, um, it kind of makes you believe you're on the right path, mm -hmm. but you're just lying to yourself, you know? but it has good and bad sides, man. I mean, what's your take on it? What, what do you think? I honestly don't see anything good coming from that. I'll be honest with you, man. I, do, I, um, I understand. Well, I, I'd like to think that I understand why it's come about because so many young men are just so, well, young and old men are just lonely, you know, yeah. don't really have many options. A lot of them are afraid to talk to women or don't really know what to do when they're around one. And, um, they're not having sex, but they still are men. They still have sexual desires. They still want attention and validation and companionship, just like any other human being. So to fill that need, a lot of fucking money-hungry corporations will come along and just exploit that vulnerability. So I, I mean, I get it, but I don't see anything good coming from it because kind of like, I mean, you said it all, bro, trying to develop an emotional connection with this fucking software program that's acting like a person kind of you know that's just fucking that's weird to me man and then you can't you're still not getting sexually satisfied you can't touch it you can't kiss it you can't yeah. like lay down and watch a movie with it it's just an app on your phone and that really makes you also think of how ridiculous just like sitting and watching porn is because you're doing the same thing it's just the difference is like the robot talks back but other than that you're sitting like maintaining this connection with other people having sex and you're just like watching it to this it's ridiculous when you really stop and think and uh i see this just as a, the next progression of that 
of watching porn. It's just much more interactive now. And you can get the girl to look exactly the way you want her to look and like do exactly what you want her to do, say exactly what you want her to say. And you're just like creating this artificially perfect experience that you would never or likely never experience with a real woman. And then it's like, okay, if you are you just done with real women now? And I was reading this article that even people who are like 50% of the millions of users that this one app has, they have girlfriends and wives. I'm like, what are you? So you have a relationship with a, a robot woman and your wife? How does that work exactly? It's just weird. That's what I'm saying. I don't see anything good coming from that. I also was... um reading this article by a writer named Freya India and she was kind of talking about it from the female perspective like what is this going to do to young girls as well and she was saying like young girls are already feeling like they're in constant competition with each other and these like plastic Instagram faces and they think they need to look and talk and dress and be a certain way to be considered beautiful and valuable and attractive etc so they're already kind of fucked up because of consuming so much social media content and then you put AI girlfriends on top of that. How are they going to compete with a robot that can like behave exactly the way a man wants it to behave and looks exactly the way a man wants her to look? And blah, like, how is a normal looking woman going to compete with that physically or emotionally in terms of personality? And so then they feel like Absolutely. they have to compete with perfect women but also just real women and it just fucks with their self-esteem their self-perception they might really think i need more plastic surgery i need more of this i need more of that just constantly toying with their brains and their their sense of self you know and their insecurities and shit and then meanwhile corporations are making billions and trillions off of this shit all all this technology that's like destroying certain parts of a man's brain and certain parts of a woman's brain just like exploiting all their vulnerabilities just driving men and women further and further away from each other as well it's it's strange dude it's fucking weird it's weird man it's it's hard to believe that there's normal people that can get satisfied with that because i mean at the end of the day man you know that's a fucking software that's a robot you know it's not a a human being that's not a a regular person so what's the point so you're just lying to yourself and to me even if i was really lonely i feel like that would like deep inside make me feel even more like a loser because i'm like just getting down and down the rabbit hole and trying to escape that with like a robot. That's just, it doesn't make any sense. Weird. And to me, what's even crazier is that if countries are making billions off of that, that's only possible because there's a lot of people that enjoy that shit. So imagine how much people or how many people are in a really, really bad state of mind to put themselves in that position where they want to just take humanity out of the equation of life, basically, to, you know, put their energy into a robot and expect things from that. And in long term, man, imagine, like, you're basically conditioning your brain to, like, expect that everything is going to be 
the way you plan to. So imagine when you do have to talk to a real person, when you do have to like uh, um, talk to a real girl, I don't know, uh, uh, get married, have kids. What are you going to do? Like the robot is not going to give you like a family. It's not going to give you like, you know, a life with a partner. So it, it's conditioning your brain to not really deal with real life. That's like the same thing with porn. Like you said, it's like the same concept. You're conditioning your brain to like expect that every single girl or every sexual interaction is going to be like that. And when you come to real life, you're like, man, that's just, I was living in a, in the wrong world. You know, it's, it's completely different than I imagined. So it is very, very detrimental. Man. And it's going to, it's going to cause some damage in the long term for sure. Agreed. 100% agreed. And I think, um, you know, that article I talked about that I was reading at the end, the question she was asking is basically how are women supposed to compete with porn and AI girlfriends? Imagine AI porn. Once that's possible. Jesus. fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's Oh, man. And it's coming, dude. Without a doubt, it's coming. So it's like how are real women supposed to compete with that? And in my mind, I look at it this way. It's like if if you got a man who has got to the point where he's willing to pull out his credit card and pay money to have an artificially intelligent girlfriend that he can't even touch he's a little too far gone i don't see a real woman doing anything to pull him back onto the side of humanity and be like well maybe i should like marry a real woman and you know have a family or something he's too far gone bro you can't think about those ones right there but for the other like 90 to 95 percent that are still you know in the game so to speak um, I, I still believe there's a couple of things you can do to compete with real women and, uh, or not with real women to compete with the AI girlfriends. And personally, I think it's, well, part of it is just like learning what real men want, you know, like if you ask the average woman, what does a man like need from his woman? What does a man want? What does your man want? They don't really know how to answer the question. And I think that's a problem. You know, if you want men and you want to satisfy them and keep them from choosing the AI girlfriend that's like never complains, never argues, never says no, anything like that. And looks just like insanely gorgeous, you know, super stimulating or whatever. If you want to compete with that and keep them from choosing that, it's like maybe give them a reason to choose you. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that's like, like figuring out what yeah. men want. And also, um, how can I say this? Also realizing that like porn and AI girlfriends have done to young men what dating apps and Instagram have done to young women. I see it the same way because um, like the question, how can we compete? That's kind of like the daily experience of a young single man. You're just in constant competition with like all other men trying to get these same women. And especially with dating apps and Instagram now, like the top... uh, five to ten percent of men have access to basically 90 percent of the women because 90 percent of the women want the most attractive the tallest the funniest he makes the most money etc etc like they have access to all those men now online so they all want the best they can possibly get that's normal 
But what that means is you have 10% of men getting like 90% of available women fucking all these different chicks. Then 90% of men fighting over 10% of women that are left over. You know, and the thing is, like, even now, fours, fives, and sixes think that they're eights, nines, and tens because they're getting so much emotional validation, so much attention, so many guys trying to get something from them. And a a lot of times, unfortunately, it just goes to their head and they develop this weird relationship with men and dating and emotions and stuff like that. So I think there's things fucking up both mental states on both sides of the fence. And I think addressing those things uh, is at least part of what's going to allow women to compete with fake women for lack of a better way of putting it but i'm really curious to know what you think about that how do young women compete with ai girlfriends or maybe what are some things that young women don't understand about men and maybe the reason that they because we also have to ask ourselves why they're choosing this in the first place like how do we get here to the point where men prefer porn and ai girlfriends to real women that's something else but i'm just my question is like what do you think how do they compete with AI girlfriends and AI porn, man, over the next decade. Man, that's that's an interesting thing because I, I feel like there's a lot of girls, especially when you talk about like girls that are like, let's say, A7 to like above. Most of these girls, they have these attitudes where if I'm spending my time with you, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing you a favor. You know, that is such a blessing for you to, you know, be able to spend time with a girl like me. They have that attitude of like, you know, some arrogance going in. And to me, that is the only benefit that an AI girl would have to society is like making those type of girls become a little bit more down to earth and then understand that they do have a reason to like be better, you know, cause I feel like, like, man, when I, when I was talking to my girl, like when I, when I first met her, she was like, I had 2000 matches on <laughs> Tinder. I was like, man, what's like, th- that's not even fair, man. Like imagine <laughs> 2000 matches. Imagine a girl being able to choose between like 2000, man, 2000 different kinds of, men. it's just crazy to me, man. And when you have that type of competition, like 2000 guys wanting to talk to you, you don't have any reason to be better. You know, you don't have a reason to, you know, just be a better person. You can just act like a dick. Like, I mean, if you don't want to talk to me, there's another, you know, uh, uh, 2,000 guys waiting online, so fuck it. So I feel like a lot of girls, you know, they, they have that attitude because it's not my responsibility to change. There's 2,000 guys waiting for me, so it, it, it's your responsibility if you don't, if you don't like my, my values, my principles, my, I don't know, my attitude. So if there is something that's going to push or force women to at least do some internal work and become more humble. I feel like that would be a, a good benefit of that for sure. Cause I feel like men are different in that, in that aspect, you know, because the competition for us 
is is so much more difficult and unfair. We kind of take more things into consideration in terms of like our attitude and the way that we behave and the way we talk to girls. And we care about a lot of things that uh, a girl in that situation, she just doesn't have any reason to do so. She's just like, I don't know, there's tons of guys uh, running after me. So what's what's the point of doing it? You know? So I, I believe in terms of competition, it would be uh, I don't I don't know the expression in in English, but like, uma pedra no sapato of those girls, you know? I don't know how to say that in English either, but I get the idea. Um, basically something that's very painful and annoying to deal with or something like that. Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Pedra no sapato, I guess literally translating is like a rock or a, a pebble in your shoe. For those of y'all that speak English. <laughs> Um, and just how fucking painful and annoying that can be. But yeah, man, I, I agree 100%. I think that one of the things that has to be taken into consideration is that men didn't start choosing porn and AI girlfriends for no reason. It's not, oh, I just prefer that. I think what gets overlooked sometimes is what the dating experience is like for young men and how like the average young man is not making a lot of money. You know, he's not doing a bunch. He's not living that top one percent life he's an average man he's doing average shit and uh for a lot of average women average men are just not attractive or interesting anymore especially when i can get online and find the ideal or whatever they think the ideal man would be and so for a lot of men they're just feeling like inadequate society saying we don't need you you're toxic you're a threat to all of us, you're not good enough, you don't make enough money, you're not tall enough, you're not funny enough, you're not aggressive enough, you're not sensitive enough, you're not feminist enough, you're not whatever. Just not enough. You're not enough. And you keep telling generations of young, or like millions of young men that, what do you expect them? It's like, okay, well, if y'all don't want me, this fucking AI thing over here does, I'm going over there, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So I think yeah. that, that has to be taken into consideration, like you said. A lot of, uh, like, the average experience, especially with an attractive young woman, is just like, you know, like you said, she has no reason to work on herself internally because you can just, like, rely on your beauty to get whatever you want. Because, like, a lot of guys are just, this is the problem. It's not even women. You can understand why that happens. The problem is us, dog. Like, playing games and giving time and attention to that type of female. That's the yeah. issue. Because that's the only reason they can continue to do it. So, like, even though you and I know that girl's bad news, stay the fuck away from her. There's always going to be some guy. It's like, I can't believe she's talking to me. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. And they're going to do whatever they can to just hold on because they're afraid they're never going to get another one like that. So they're fucking paying for her shit, putting up with her disrespect and her attitude and all that. And that trains her to think, I can just behave like this. And like you said, there's no reason to change. But enough guys deal with enough women like that. They're like, fuck women. All these arrogant, like, head in the clouds, disrespectful, feel like they don't need me, want to be bad and independent type female. I'm not dealing with that shit. For what? To get married and have three kids and then she cheats on me and takes my house and my kids and half my check? Fuck out of here, bro. I'm not signing up for that shit. 
So when you look at it that way, an AI girlfriend, you can understand why they're choosing that shit over here. It's extreme for me, but you can understand how we arrived at that point. That's all I'm saying. And so, of course, guys need to make better choices. But it's like, ladies, if you want to compete with the artificial ones, you got to like give men a reason to want to be around you again. You know, like make yourself desirable the same way a man has to make himself appealing to a woman. Right. You got to take care of your appearance. You want to make more money. You want to be a better provider. You want to protect your woman. You want to be funny and interesting. You do stuff to be more appealing to the person you're trying to get. If we weren't trying to get women, we would be fucking savages, bro. All beard, all <laughs> dirty and scraggly and shit. Not showering for six days. We don't give a fuck. We do that shit because yeah. we want to get girls. Right? So you got to do stuff yeah. if you want to get guys. I see it the same way. You know? So I think more communication between the sexes should happen so that we can just understand what do you really want? Um, because... I feel like both sides are a bit oblivious, especially Gen Z, but millennials too, you know, it's like our parents stopped teaching us how to be husbands and wives. You know what I mean? When yeah. our grandparents and great grandparents, you would, they would kind of like pass that information down. No, I don't know. Definitely, man. Yeah. I don't know. Man, the, the world is, is, is changing a lot in that aspect because <clears throat> if you think about like, like 30 years ago, let's say, the accessibility to pleasure was a lot more limited. Like, if you wanted porn, you got what, like, Playboy, or oh my God. you have to go to some, I don't know, uh, I don't know, it, it was just really like difficult. Like a sex to get shop, those, right? Where they sell the DVDs and yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah something like that. And then, Nowadays, man, it's just like, yeah, I got this girl I want to talk to, but uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm going to just jack off and watch some <laughs> porn. You know, it, you just become, it, it makes weaker men and lazier men, I feel like. And I feel like with time, the amount of like, I don't like that word, but generally speaking like the amount of losers in the world is going to become like a lot higher because of that you know why don't Just you think about like 30, okay. 30 years ago you didn't have that choice you know you have to really put yourself out there to have your sexual desires met or to really uh conquer i don't know girl or get a girlfriend or to have your desires met. And, but nowadays, you have so many instant pleasures and satisfactions or like instant things that you can just, boom, and it's on your hands right there. That I feel like in the long term, my, I've been in that situation, man, in the past, like just conditioning my brain to always had, have the easiest path. And nowadays, it's just easier than ever to have that, that easy path. Mm -hmm. But why don't you like the word loser? I don't know. I mean, I, I've been a loser before. And uh, I feel like when people say it, like you're a loser, they just have no idea what you're going through. And nobody chooses to be a loser. A lot of times, it's just you did put yourself in that situation, but 
don't know, man, just from my experience, being a loser before, I just don't like that, that word, you know, because, uh, you know, what, what, what is a loser, you know, uh, back when I was in high school, if you think of like the ter- stereotypical loser is like that guy that can't talk to girls and he's kind of like shy, he's socially awkward, doesn't have many friends. Why does that make him like a loser? Um, it's just not a word that you can bring anything good out of that. I feel like. Have you? Do, do you feel like you've been a loser before, like in your teenage years or young adult life? Well, like, what's your experience like being a loser in the past? Um. Yeah, for sure, man. I've definitely been a loser. Yeah, I mean, just really, my idea of a loser, I I really haven't thought about in a while, but I guess back then I felt like one just because I didn't have what I thought I was supposed to have in order to be considered successful or cool or, you know, in good standing. You know what I mean? So like having no friends, getting no girls, you don't have no money, you spend most of the time by yourself. You know, you might struggle with a little porn addiction. Then you try to pull yourself out of that shit. You know, you might struggle with substance abuse. Try to pull yourself out of that shit. And because when you don't have much going on, you don't have friends or family or nothing to kind of like give your life meaning. And you're just going through every day kind of lost, not knowing where you're going or what you're doing or who you are. or And you're also not feeling like, uh, what's the word I would use? Desirable to anybody on a platonic level like it's nobody wants to be your friend and on a sexual romantic level nobody wants to like date you and shit at least that's how you feel even if it's not true that's just how you feel and um yeah kind of dealing with that shit you typically will turn i know i did is to like something to try and fill whatever void you feel that you have you know for me it was typically i would smoke we smoked a lot of weed in high school and college man that was kind of like my uh, drug of choice, I would say still is, you know what I mean? So yeah, but then it got to a point where you're like abusing the substance and like using it to run away from shit. Um, and then you have like the social anxiety and the awkwardness on top of that, all that shit mixed together, uh, just makes you feel like a bum. Like you're not really doing anything or going anywhere. And after enough of that, I don't know, I can't speak for others. Just get tired of it. Like, I don't, why am I living like this? You know, especially once you realize you can change it, you know, but I never I never had a problem with the word loser, because for me, it kind of describes. um, In my mind, it describes like. My idea of what it means to be a failure, and when I say failure, it just means you're not even close to doing what you could be doing with yourself. You're choosing to live in mediocrity and just be lazy and not better yourself like that's what you're supposed to be doing and you're just choosing not to. It's not because you can't. That to me is a fucking loser. And that's who I was. Just like not living up to my potential, not taking anything serious, you know, not uh, trying to better myself or resolve any internal issues I was having. I was just like accepting my fate. Life sucks and this is just my life and I'm going to just live like that. That to me, I'm not speaking about other people, but that's why I saw myself as a fucking loser. It's like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Especially when you consider like, we were talking about before we started recording how privileged 
I actually am to have been born to the family I was born to in the neighborhood, in the country with this language. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You have no idea how good you have it and you're just wasting it. That's a fucking loser, you know, not even trying. So once I got to, you just get tired of that. And it's just like, bro, I don't want this anymore. And then you just start choosing different shit, you know? You just better yourself little by little. So uh, that's my experience with that feeling of being a loser is just just choosing to not even try at life and let it all pass me by. That's a fucking loser. And I didn't just didn't want to live like that no more. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. And I feel like once you get out of that and you look back on it, like, man, I, I don't know how I could live like that for so long, you know, like. You kind of you kind of get the feeling of I I have missed on life or on a lot of good things in life yeah. because of that attitude for so long. And uh, but yeah, I mean the good thing is temporary, right? Like once you wake up to that, you just have to take action and and get out of that. But uh, for me too, man, when I was um, a teenager especially man. like young adulthood to like the past couple of years it has changed a little bit but uh from like 14 years old to like around 19 that was hard man it was like constantly having that feeling of losing and that's why i felt like a loser i was constantly failing to to be my best self, you know, just lots of social anxiety and lots of difficulty to talk to girls and just, just being social in general, uh, just consuming a lot of porn, just really being addicted to just finding the easier route and things like that. But it really is a mentality, man, because you become addicted to that. You know, you become addicted to being in your comfort zone, just the thought of doing anything about it is so scary that you're like, nah, man, I'm just continue how it is, you know. But it, it it is a blessing to look back on it and be like, man, I I'm so grateful that I got out of it, and it, it's not perfect. I'm not where I want to be. There there's still a lot of growth to 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 do, but uh, when you're able to look back on your progress and feel like you're you're that individual that's that's a good feeling do, do, do you have that gratitude as well like man i'm such a different individual like i almost like you don't even recognize yourself sometimes you know like i've been sometimes i even like the the first couple podcasts that we did man when i was like 19 like five years ago and i cannot spend 30 seconds watching that shit because I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to me, man, how we can uh, evolve and progress and develop in life and make progress. And then five years from now, we're going to look back on this day and be like, bro, what the fuck? It's just, (laughs) oh, I can't watch that shit. Uh, But yeah, man, it's a good feeling to, to, to have that perspective, you know, to be able to uh, uh, um, see yourself better as as the years go by, you know, hundred percent. 
100% man I was, it's funny you said that I was just thinking the other day when I texted you um confirming like the day and time we were going to do this this podcast I was thinking about those first ones that we did and I I might still have the video man uh, back in like 2019 I think it was when we did those first few episodes and it's just like Man. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> I'm looking back like, yo, what the fuck? And I know, I know back then I just thought I was hot shit. I fucking finally started a podcast. You know, I'm going to be like fucking Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? I just thought I was hot shit. And you look back and I'm like, yo, no, you were just shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, yeah, it is cool. It's embarrassing. But the more embarrassing it is, the cooler it actually is that you've grown so far beyond that point in terms of ability personality communication yeah. skills man just like so many areas that you've improved your game a little bit but you also see there's still so far to go and um yeah it's just like i'm not where i want to be but i'm damn sure not where i was so it's just like as long as you can yeah. be comfortable in that spot it's super cool man to uh see the other. and also another thing like knowing other people who think that way i find that I don't know what it's like for young women, but like young men, especially we talked about how lonely they are, how isolated they feel. Generally, we're not going to talk to other dudes about like our issues and emotional problems and traumas anyway. So you're just walking around with all that shit in your chest, trying to push it deeper down into your stomach so you don't uh, don't have to face it or whatever. And I find that a lot of guys, even if they do want to improve themselves, they want to be more productive, more charismatic, make more money, just be a better version of themselves. It's really challenging to do by yourself, especially if you've never really done anything like that before. And you can watch like David Goggins, you can watch motivational shit online, but it's just, the, it's like an audio clip, bro, of the same kind of yeah. like, get out there and fucking do it, fucking grind, yeah, and you know, you're not trying to hear that shit all the time. After a while, it just becomes noise. You know, you don't even hear it anymore. And I think that finding other people that have the same mentality of like, I want to grow, I want to do better, make more money and like create a network and just live a better life than what's expected. You know, um, it's hard to find other dudes like that, you know, um, that you can like build with and grow with and friends that have that same mentality that aren't just trying to chase women <clears throat> or drink every weekend or spend all their money on i don't fucking know dumb shit they're not trying to grow learn nothing travel starting no businesses nothing nothing just they're gossiping and shit yeah. like fucking I, like i don't know uh so it's i found it very challenging it's very rare i meet somebody else like yourself or a couple other people i know that are more or less my age and want more or less the same shit out of life and are actively trying to like move in that direction. Do you have the same experience or like difficulty meeting other dudes that are on the same wavelength or no? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. That that is something that in my in my teenage years I thought it was just a cliche, you know, when they say um you become I, I think it's you become the five you're an average of the five people you hang out with, something like that. But um the the past couple of years, I mean, I, I I come to believe that it really does make sense, man. But it's it's difficult to find those five people that you want to have the the average of, you know. It's 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 definitely a difficulty that I that I have nowadays. But something that's helped me a lot, man, is like the past couple of years, like the the last two years of my life, 
I'm not even trying anymore to, you know, make friends and, you know, find people that have the the same mindset that I have or the same ambitions. And that's because I believe I was very, very blessed to find a life partner that has like a very similar mindset to mine in terms of like what we want out of life, how we want to live our lives, what we want for our future, not only like as an individual, but like as a couple. And that has been contributed a lot to my life, you know? Um, and also having someone to talk to in terms of, you know, what you said about we young men, we don't like to show, or most people at least, we don't like to show like our failures or our difficulties to other young men and then put your, put ourselves in that situation of like inferiority sometimes. We just always want to show, you know, the best part of us or we want to show that everything's going great. But with her, I feel like you can always open up and be honest, like, hey, it, it's been hard. Um, I can't I can do that enough or I'm not doing great on this. And then have a good uh, attitude back, you know, and, and I feel like that helps me a lot. And um, if it was like the, the, the past meeting from two years ago, I'd be like, fuck that, man. Like, if you get a girl, it's only going to be detrimental to you. She's going to want your money. She's going to want, you know, she's she's going to suck your life out of you. And it's, it's not going to be a good thing. But but nowadays, man, if I could come back in time and I know that's like, uh, what do you call uh, uh, a love declare? I don't know. But uh, she, she really did change my life for sure. Uh. <laughs> Like a, a declaration of love? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this, though. Given um, the place that y'all met and how all this got started, what would you recommend to, like, a young dude who is, like, serious about finding a partner, regardless of his age? He just knows that I do want a girlfriend, eventually a wife and some kids, and um, I want to find like a, a good woman that I can date and get to know and shit like that. Would you recommend that he takes the same route that you did? I know yours was kind of unintentional. It just happened that way. Would you recommend that route or would you recommend something different? Like how does a young man get what you got, you know, and find himself a good woman that he's happy to be with and that adds value to his life? Man, it's it's crazy to ask me that because I'm not like the best example in terms of like my attitude trying to meet girls because the way the way that I met my girlfriend it was like completely out of nowhere and I was not trying to find a girl or I didn't even have that idea in my mind I was just trying to you know like being a hundred percent honest I was just trying to fuck and I was just trying to you know meet new new girls and you know just hang out and have a good time. But um, I feel like there's always come a point where even if you're trying to just fuck girls, there's going to be that one woman that you're going to look and be like, hmm, 
that's a little bit more than that. You know, you know even change your attitude towards her because like that girl deserves, you know, she really does deserve the best version. of her. And that's what I'm going to, uh, give to her. But, uh, if I could come back in time and give an advice to myself, that would be like, try to hang out with girls that are not exactly like you, but similar to you, you know, like the ideas, the idea of opposites attract to me, it just makes no sense. You know, you have to be on the same page in terms of principles and values and the way you think about life. Don't have to be completely the same, but, uh, you know, you have to be on the same page because if you're not, it's just going to be long-term thinking it's not going to be a good thing for, for both i would say but uh yeah try try to be in a situation where the type of girl you're hanging out with is on the same page as you she wants the same things as you and you can i mean you, you just feel it man you just when you instantly hear that out like that's it man like that's that's the person for me, but yeah, man, I, I was that. That has been my my major difficult in like my past uh, love experience. Let's say I was constantly trying to interact with girls that were like completely different, and she had completely different tastes and ideas and ambitions, and it just didn't click. And you start thinking that the problem is you, but in reality, it's like, you're just not, the problem is neither you nor the same person. It's just not two people clicking with each other. So I would say, yeah, I'm not the best example because I met my girl on Tinder. So in terms of like where you can find people to hang out with, <laughs> I'm not a good example. But uh, if you're trying to have a long-term relationship, with a person that will value you. As soon as you realize that she's not on the same page as you, bro, do what you have to do, have a good time, but it, it's not going to be a, a long-term thing for you. You know, just do your, do your thing and, and get out of it as, as fast as possible. You know? But when you do, when you do feel like it's just clicking, you can just feel it. Do invest your best, your best self, and the 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 best version it can bring out of yourself to 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 that girl. But it's it's hard, man. I I spent like my entire life looking for that, and when I wasn't looking for it, it just showed up, you know. So it, it it's hard to say, you know. Sometimes you're looking for that desperately and it just doesn't come when you lay back a little bit and you're more, you know, just not expecting anything. It just kind of happens, you know, it is like that sometimes. It's like that with a lot of stuff, right? Um, whenever you're chasing something, it's like, it's, 
It's because you feel it's actively getting away from you and you're going to lose the chance. And it's all about the scarcity mindset and the lack of opportunity, the lack of time to making you chase. And then when you just stop trying to force it and just do your thing for whatever strange reason, it just starts to click. And it was probably going to click at that same time anyway. So you could have just been chilling and patient and living life instead of stressing the whole way there, not really having any positive effect. Um, but I've definitely struggled with that before too, just like living in the future or um, chasing things, trying to force them to happen. And it's just like unnecessary stress and frustration. So it's now it's kind of like, I take the same approach as you. It's just like, man, I, you know, whatever happens, happens, bro. And we're just gonna yeah. let it be like that, you know? And I also would say, um, Apart from really just focusing on yourself, living your life, not necessarily chasing it, I would also say like having standards. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of guys that I've talked don't really have any standards. And I'm not talking about beauty standards. I mean, you like what you like. I don't give a shit about that. But in terms of what you like need in a, in a woman, in your partner, a lot of guys don't really stop and think like these are deal breakers or this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I want from a relationship. And I was listening to, I think a podcast with Ben Shapiro one time. And he said something like, first you have to decide what you want from the relationship. And if you want like a quality woman, you need to decide I'm dating to get married, not just to have fun and see where this shit goes. And when you go in with that mindset, you're just looking for different qualities in each woman you talk to and you just naturally choose the ones that you know you could have a marriage with because you want to get married. Otherwise, your standards are just different. So I think like before going into a relationship, you should know like what exactly is it that I want from the relationship and what do I need from a partner? Who am I compatible with and who am I not compatible with? Just those like basic questions that you kind of have <laughs> to figure out over time if you're going to have any hope of having a healthy relationship. Also, getting to know yourself is a huge part of it, too. Like the toxic shit that you need to stop doing in yeah, relationships, yeah. the fucking annoying habits that you have. You know what I mean? Because you're not a fucking, you know, work of art in a museum under pristine glass either, bro. <laughs> you're a fucking work in progress. You know, you got to get your shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's under your control. Like whether that's or not a woman walks into your life isn't under your control. So the focus on yourself cliche that you hear from like the alpha wannabe types and the the self-help gurus and shit it's cliche but it is valid you need to like just be working on yourself um because even if the perfect person or opportunity or whatever walked into your life you wouldn't even be ready right now the, yeah. the perfect woman your ideal woman would look at you and be like you're, you're not ready yet so i think you need to focus on getting yourself into shape first and then looking out um and what else you can get? That's what I would say. That's the advice I give to my 18 or 21 year old self. You know, get your fucking shit together and get some standards, bro. Life will be a lot easier for you, for real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. For sure. Yeah. I, I didn't have any standards back then as well. And um, it, it, it makes the game just a lot harder, man, because I'm sure you've been in that situation before, like, you're hanging out with a girl or meeting her for the first time and she does get, look good. Like she's like good looking, attractive to you. But then like the first 10 minutes of conversation, you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? You know? Yeah. But you kind of, 
you go through with it just to get the girl at the end. And I feel like because of that, you just, you're just always going to be in the same situation, you know, uh, having sex with a lot of girls, but never really getting to something, you know, meaningful as cliche as that is. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was only when I established my standards and decided what I wanted from a girl, regardless of like, uh, physical attraction, it was only then that, uh, I was able to have more filter. Yeah, I would say, but, uh, it's difficult, man, because a lot of guys come from a culture of like, it, it doesn't matter if you click with the girl, you just, you just have to bang her. You know? mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's, there, there's always going to be a point where you're going to be forced to change that perspective. If you want anything serious, but it's just that it's just natural for a lot of guys. It was natural for me back then. Have you have you felt like that before? Like just going through and just putting up with a lot of bullshit just because you want <laughs> to have that casual day in the end? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's like in in its essence, that's high school. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> yeah. putting up with a bunch of stupid shit just so you can get some pussy, bro. Like that's the high school male experience most of the time. You know what I mean? That's what it is. And then you kind of get older and you get some fucking self-respect and some standards and uh, stop feeling so pressed for pussy. Like you start trying to control yourself a little bit, control your impulses, you know, fucking rub one out before you go talk to women, dog. It just clear your head up, do whatever you got to do. And then um, then you just like stop putting up with shit that there's no reason to put up. Like, is it really worth it? Is is it really worth an afternoon or an evening of sex with this this person you don't even really like that much is it really that important bro like just, yeah, just stop, stop thinking with your with your dick think with your head and then ask yourself and what am i doing with my time right now you know yeah 21 wasting my time on this this shit like nah bro and also even if it were easy for you just having a bunch of meaningless sex with a bunch of different women like it it's like we're kind of we look at each other and you're like, cool, if you can do that, how many can you get? How many different women can you knock down? But like, what is that? I, yeah. I don't give a fuck how many women you fuck. I don't give a shit. What does that say about you as a person? I don't give a fuck, you know? And so yeah. once you kind of like let go of that, trying to really like impress other people or make yourself feel like a man because you can get a bunch of different women or you've had sex with a bunch of women and you just like, Stop caring about that shit. You realize what's actually important and how much, man, how much better it is. Sex is cool, but like sex in a relationship with a woman you love oh, and have a connection man. with. Come on, bro. It's, come a, whole, on, it's man. a whole different game. Yeah. Sure. So once yeah. you just grow up just a little bit and you taste the real shit, you're like, I don't want that yeah. bullshit over there. I mean, it's cool or whatever, but I'm not chasing that. For what? Yeah. So yeah, Absolutely, man. I definitely For felt sure. that in the beginning. And then um, getting older a little bit, it's now it's just like, uh, I'm not really, you know, there's only so much time you can dedicate to certain things. And that's just not on the list of priorities. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a like an empty pursuit. But do you let me ask you this, though, sticking on this subject, do you think I know that you have a girlfriend now, but just your perception of Western society, the Americas, Brazil and everything in between. 
do you have the perception that um oh, i lost my train of thought hang on it'll come back ah do you have the perception that people are actually less interested in relationships and commitments and the opposite sex or they just think that it's so out of reach that they've stopped trying because to me there's a difference Can you, can, you, can you say that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking, do you think that, generally speaking, people our age, more or less, are just no longer interested in committed relationships, mm. romance, long-term, you know, relationships, or even though they want it, they just feel like they can't have it, so they've just stopped trying to get it? Yeah, I got saying? it, yeah. Man, I think, I think the internet has a good participation in that for sure like the culture of tinder and dating apps and then uh just chats online where you can meet people and then girls getting those self-validations on, on those apps because if, if you talk to your parents like the idea of having casual things in the past it was just a crazy idea to have, you know, I mean, it, it always existed, but, uh, I, I don't know how the culture is in, in America, but the, the, the things that we do in Brazil, like being a, being a, with a with girl today, and then you spend like, I don't know, two months with her, but it's not a relationship. It's more like a situationship, let's say. Like, it's casual. And then two months after that, you're with another girl and then another girl and then another girl and never actually creating something uh, um, that's going to last a little bit more. I feel like that's a recent thing. And uh, I don't know the reason behind that, but one thing I know for sure, the Internet has a play in that. You know, uh, the the way that is so much more accessible to meet new people today, and then from a girl's perspective, to choose between lots of guy has has changed the game a little bit. You know? And I feel like it's a lot it's a lot easier nowadays to just be honest about it and just be blunt with the girl and say, "Hey, I just want to fuck." I don't want, I don't want anything serious out of it. And if you think about years ago, that was like a slap in the face. Like, what are you saying? Almost like an insult, you know, girls will feel insulted by that. Not that they don't nowadays, but I feel like it's, it's much more acceptable to, to have that mentality nowadays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, it's a lot less reachable, uh, from my experience, at least when I was trying to find something serious with a girl, I've met a lot of girls that have told me that they don't want any headaches, you know? So I don't know if we're living a time where people are just tired of, you know, building relationships and, you know, 
just just having a relationship with a person and they just want the easiest route which is we have fun we have a good time together but you know we just go our separate ways after that uh, but I, I heard that from so many girls before and from guys as well like I don't want any headaches you know I just want to live my life I don't want to have to you know which is understandable I felt like that before but for some reason man it's been I don't know if people are more comfortable nowadays to just be honest about that. Maybe it's always been like that, you know, but 20 years ago, it, it was just a taboo to be with a bunch of girls in, in the same month that you would just put up with that. But maybe we're more, um, we're feeling more freedom nowadays to express ourselves and express our desires to be honest about that maybe because nowadays not only in that aspect but i feel like in a lot of different subjects more than ever we have more freedom of speech and more freedom of you know communicating our desires and our feelings you know there's not much taboo as like years ago uh, so yeah, maybe it's just like the world evolving and people becoming more comfortable with the idea of, oh no, it's not like 50 years ago where if I'm with the guy for like a month, just having a good time and just having something casual, it doesn't mean that we have to be boyfriend and girlfriend. It doesn't mean we have to, to get married. I don't know how the culture is in the U.S., man, but in Brazil, we're talking about casual situations where a guy will be spending, like, a good year fucking the same girl every now and then, and they don't come even close to having something serious. And they don't want that. They kind of agree to have a good time every once in a while, but, you know, I don't want any headaches, you know. I don't want to have a serious commitment. So I don't know, man. What do you do? You, do you agree with that? Do you feel like it's the world changing and it's easier now to just be blunt and honest? Because I feel like it's always been like that, man. I don't believe that. Like my dad, back in the day, you know, in his prime, would you know want to be with a single girl for like the rest of his life. I feel like it's human nature to want to taste a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> 100%, man. 100%. I think uh, it's definitely easier uh, or more acceptable to just be blunt about what you want and talk openly about this type of stuff. And in the past, it was kind of taboo, but I think it's it's there's a couple aspects. The first one is the invention of birth control. Because now it's like you don't necessarily like there were legit reasons not to have sex with a bunch of different people back then. I mean, STDs, the danger of pregnancy at any time. So you're not just going to fucking be swinging your dick around and all these different women and women are not going to be fucking a bunch of different dudes. You know, there was like real reasons not to do it. But now you got condoms, birth control pills, IUDs, you name it. And um, I mean, like a lot of man, this is something that blows my mind. How many young men and women are out here like having casual sex with multiple people they don't even use condoms 
teach us on the pill or has an IUD and we're just going to roll the dice and see what happens. That shit blows my fucking mind how common that is. Um, so since those things were invented, like there's just a whole new level of quote unquote liberation, sexual liberation to just do what you want with whomever you want. So there's that. And then you also have like radical feminists, not like the uh, more rational ones, the radical ones trying to teach an entire generation of women, two generations, millennials and definitely Gen Z, that um, not only is a relationship not worth it, it only exists to control you and you don't want that for yourself. You need to be independent and free and act masculine like a man and fuck a bunch of different dudes and cheat on your boyfriend and be out here breaking hearts and getting free meals and shit. That's what it means to be a strong, independent woman and fight back against the fucking patriarchy or some shit and girls believe that shit because they don't have anything better in their heads telling them who they should be so they believe that and then they engage in that behavior because they feel like they're supposed to and it's like uh, they find themselves lost like why am i not happy why am i empty and miserable in these situations having sex i don't want to have you know and um but also being afraid of like intimacy as well you got to think like Gen Z, definitely millennials, but even more so Gen Z, a ton of them are growing up in households where by high school, their parents are divorced and they're living with one or the other, traveling from house to house on the weekends or every month, dealing with all that drama. And if their parents are actually mad and hate each other, imagine what the kids are going through dealing with that, that situation. It's just not good. So you grow up as a Gen Z or with access to social media as well. And um, you're in a, I don't want to say a broken household, but you're not in a household with a complete family, your mother, your father, with healthy connections, etc. And that's your first example of what relationships are and what to expect from them. So if your parents are divorced by the time you're 16, they hate each other, they're arguing, and then you see, oh, I could just like do it casual, be single and fuck whoever I want. I'm choosing that shit. No headaches. Like you said, no stress. Why do I don't want that shit? 40 years of fucking misery, like my parents, fuck that. And I used to feel that way, looking at my parents. I was like, this is marriage? Nah, I'm gonna have to pass on that one, player. I'm not, uh, I'm not interested. But then you get a bit older and you realize that's just their relationship. You have to develop your own and blah, blah, blah. You know, but I, I can understand why a lot of young people are just like, relationship? For what? With who? You know what I mean? There's just so many factors at work that are just... It's clear for us or easy for us to see like the easier low resistance option, even if it's not good for us. We always want to take the path of least resistance. I mean, we're just we're human. So um, it is a choice you have to make to put in the work to develop the meaningful shit. And if you were born into this type of world, a Gen Zer, you don't even I mean, there's no reason to. You were born with this shit. It's just everywhere. Your parents gave you your first smartphone before you were ready for it. I mean, like, it's just. You're in that shit, you know? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's what I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It may be... There, there's also some, uh, how can I say this? How, how do you, how do you say something like machismo in English? Is that a word for that? Uh, misogyny. 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 Yeah. Or chauvinism, okay. maybe. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if that's like a world thing or more common in Brazil for the past few years, but there's been like a movement of feminism in Brazil. It's like very, very strong as like we were talking about standards. I feel like girls more than ever are having more standards or more ideas of what they want from a man and becoming a lot more selective. I feel like, so a lot of, What's the word again? Misogyny. Uh, Misogynist, yeah. A lot of those attitudes from guys that have that misogynist uh, uh, complexity, a lot of girls are not putting up with that anymore, you know, and they would maybe have sex with a guy like that, something casual, but to be in a toxic relationship with that guy, not at all. And that's a whole, you know, what is misogynism and what is not. I mean, that's a whole other topic. But uh, I do feel like feminism also has a play in that. You know, a lot of girls are not uh, putting up with uh, a lot of man attitudes. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to think about that because that wasn't even a word like 50 years ago. You know, when to talk about feminism, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine it's something a lot more recent. But uh, it, it just wasn't a thing, you know? It just wasn't a thing. It's even crazier to think that, like, I heard stories from my grandma where. When she got married, it was only because the parents of her husband came to her parents. She was 16 or 17, something like that. And they were like, yeah, I, I'm interested in having your, your, your son marry my, uh, what's the word? My daughter. Because, you know, you guys are a great family. I know it's going to be a great foundation for her. So what, what do you guys think? Yeah, we, we, we agree. Yeah, let's let's go through with it. And they would get married at like 16. And a lot of marriages, like 100 years ago, at least in Brazil, were based on that. It wasn't based on, like, my choices or, or my perspective of what a good guy is. It's just... 
both families have kind of agreed of what's best for both kids, kind of, uh, what's it called? Arrange that mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Have you, have you heard about something similar in the U.S.? I'm always confused mm-hmm. with, like, is it a Brazilian thing or it happened in the rest of the world? It definitely happened in other places in the world. As far as the U.S., I don't know if there were ever... I'm sure there were, though. I'm sure there have been arranged marriages at some point in U.S. history. And even if not in the U.S., I know in other countries in the world that was, um, maybe, maybe still is in certain places. But I know it was in many parts of the world, which is like wild shit when you think about it you imagine being a 16 year old girl and it's like in the in walks this fucking stranger and your parents like hey guess what you see that guy that's your husband now rest of your life that guy you know nothing about not even attracted to yeah that's yours and you're his you know fucking hey that's so you can understand um like a lot of feminist stuff i agree with man i agree with like that is insane to force your daughter or your son, your children, to do some shit like that. But yeah, to force your daughter into fucking marriage, man, that is wild. As if she's like your property and you can move her like a yeah. chess piece across the board to make sure that you don't die poor because their family has money. So if you marry into that, you'll be fine. Fucking hey, man. I mean, I I get it. Resource, um, what do they call it? Management, protecting your resource. I don't fucking know. But, like, practically, that's some horrific shit. So it's, like, to stop something like that from happening or to make it less culturally acceptable, I don't know the best way of saying that, but I think that's positive. <laughs> I think that's positive for young women. And I think um, I do agree to a certain extent that a lot of girls do have higher standards now because, like, there are pure feminists, like, trying to teach women, like, to be women, you know, and, like, stand up for themselves and understand, like... They deserve all the same rights. I agree with all that shit. Super cool. But I do think that on the other side of the same coin, there's a lot of young women who are just um, not choosing not to deal with most men, period, just because they kind of have internalized the belief that they don't need one or no man is good enough. Or um, if I'm not like immediately stimulated and feeling butterflies and shit. I don't need to be talking to this man. I can go talk to the other 2,000 waiting in line for me. So you do, I mean, part of that, I think, is the radical feminist uh, discourse as well, which is like, we're going to demonize those misogynistic traits, toxic masculinity and that type of shit, but then also encourage young women to exhibit those same behaviors, to treat men like objects, and banks and free food excursions every fucking friday night and treat them as if you know they're not worth anything in your life if they can't provide for you protect you give you everything you want let you be promiscuous not be jealous be funny be charismatic be sensitive but not too weak be masculine but not too aggressive they can't fit all of those fucking things check them off all the list then just go find a fucking another one you know that's also like the extreme end of feminism that I think is damaging to young women who, let's just be honest, most people are average, men or women, and average women are not willing to accept average men in a lot of cases, even though they're also average. Like, if you're average, you're going to get an average, you know? And I think it's on both sides of the fence, but I think guys have an internal 
under like an inherent understanding of that. I'm an average dude. There's a certain caliber of woman. She's not checking for me, bro. I might be able to get her, but she's not checking for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just know that based on my knowledge of self and my position in the marketplace, the sexual marketplace. I know that. I'm realistic about it, you know? And I find that a lot of young women have had their head heads blown up like balloons. So they think I'm hot shit. Um, and they're just they're just average. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being average, but just, you know, adjust your expectations in life, lady, and understand what a truly good man is. Um and what it can do for your life and maybe like the type of men you look for will change and i would say the same thing to young men absolutely man it's 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 crazy you mention that because that made me remember a girl that i've met a couple years ago one of those tinder things where you go hang out with the girl and she was um she was all you know talking about how she only dates guys that live on their own and that do not depend on their parents and have their own place their own job, things like that. And then I asked her, what, what do you do for a living? And she was like, ah, I'm in college. I was like, what's the point? You, you, you're demanding a certain type of guy, a certain standard of guy or a certain level of life that you don't even have. Like that's, that's crazy to me how girls, I mean, not generalizing because we're going to be canceled on that, but uh, <laughs> th th there's a lot of girls that, you know, they're only feminists or they only stand up for themselves when it's convenient, mm -hmm. you know, when it makes sense for them. And you're just doing the same thing as, you know, um, forgot the word again, but uh, the same thing as machismo. But, you know, the other way around, you know, yeah. like the idea is the same, like the concept of it, it, it doesn't change at all. It's just for your side. But uh, the concept is the same, in my opinion. You know? That's why I don't like really don't like the idea of feminism. Um, nor the other way around as well. I think it's, you know, trying to favor one side or the other is really just because to me, the idea of feminism is. I don't know anything about it, but when it comes to mine, is like detaching that um, uh, like guys always coming up to the surface. But if you're trying to end that with the same attitude and girls always coming up to the surface, it's like, bro, what's the point, you know? You're, you're all talking about equality and the same rights and, you know, everything has to be equal, but you're still, like, trying to have everything on your side, you know? It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Um, but I will say, going back to the first thing you said about, like, a college girl saying, I only... <laughs> I only date guys uh, with their own money, their own place. They're not depending on their parents, etc. Although, as a young man, I understand that probably most young men listening to this right now, they're like, yeah, fuck that bitch, man. Fuck that type of girl. Da -da 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 -da, these fucking girls. You know, I can, you know it. Somebody's listening to this right now. I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, fuck them bitches, man. Fucking bitches, you know. Just hate that type of woman. But, but, 
one thing I learned from uh, a guy named Kevin Samuels is like that's actually understandable when you think about human nature. If you if we remove the context of like civilization and society, just human beings, <clears throat> as the male, um, you are expected to provide for the female. You're expected to approach the female, to court the female, to convince her to choose you, select you over all the other potential male partners. Birds do that. Dogs do that. Like a lot of other animals do that. It's not a weird thing. It's not like women think they're better than men. And for that reason, they're selective. It's like, no, the female is the, the selector. So she, it's in her best interest to choose the best possible option so that she and her offspring are safe and so that the strongest, most competent members of the species, their genes get passed on. Like all forms of life kind of do that. I'm not an expert on this shit, but that's the understanding I have. So when you look at it that way, like any, I'm saying like any young man listening who feels entitled to women and thinks that he shouldn't have to approach women and like be appealing and convince her to go out with them. I said, what the fuck are you? You think you're special? Every other form of life, that's what we fucking do. That is your responsibility. If you don't like it, sorry, bro. Take it up with whatever you believe in. But that's the way it is. And it's also understandable that a woman would be kind of selective and wants a man with resources and money and emotional, financial stability. It's understandable that a woman would want those things and doesn't want to date bro working at McDonald's for seven bucks an hour. Doesn't even have health insurance. How is he going to take care of the family? I'm not saying you yeah. can't. I'm just saying like it's na it's natural to understand, or for me, it's easy to understand why a woman would think like that. I don't think it's because they're evil. I don't think it's just that simple. I think it's also in their nature to seek those things, you know. And so, as a man, I think you have to understand if you want a good woman, she's gonna want a man with those things. She might not want you to be rich and famous and drive Ferraris and buy her diamonds. But she wants to be with the man that can like pull his own fucking weight. You know, I think that's yeah. reasonable to expect from anyone, yeah. you know, but especially as the man, yeah. especially when like for so long, the man was responsible for making the money, paying the bills, going to work. It's natural that a woman would expect those things. It's not just out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's like instead Absolutely. of trying to demonize them for it, understand like. Whether they're feminist or not, whether she's toxic or not, it is in your best interest as a man who wants a woman to be as appealing to women as you can possibly be. Part of that is being financially stable, bro. You should want that for yourself. You should want that for yourself. But if you want a woman, that's part of, that's one of the requirements, dog. I don't know what to tell you. You know, obviously, like men are strangely more romantic in women in some ways. And I think one romantic idea that we have held on to is, for too long is oh i'm gonna like be dead fucking broke no skills nothing going on with myself i'm gonna find this amazing drop dead gorgeous woman who's gonna build with me and be with me from the beginning and watch us grow and then we're gonna get rich together and you know that fucking hollywood idea as opposed to you becoming rich famous successful whatever you want to be and then women coming to you because now you can't trust them they only want you for your money blah blah like a lot of men dream about that starting at the bottom with a woman and then growing with her because they know they can trust her she's with him for the right reasons blah 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 that's some romantic shit dog to think that a woman is just you know they're out there they're out there but if y'all want kids i mean you know you're gonna have to get a job bro gotta have some skills you gotta you know what i'm saying that's yeah i don't know man i don't know i think uh yeah there's positives 
to the whole feminist movement thing, but I think feminism, misogyny, they're two sides of the same coin. It's just like absolutely so yeah. um i really try not to look at it from that perspective anymore as if it's the battle of the sexes because that's fucking stupid men uh, and women complement each other they're not like fucking enemies they work together and they have for thousands of years i'm not saying that women haven't been treated like shit by their men in many countries around the world today and for thousands of years i'm just saying generally the male and female species complement each other so we're acting like we're supposed to be beating the other team is fucking dumb. It's like, why don't you just like talk to women and try to understand them? You know, understand your yeah. role as a man and vice versa. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't have the answers. I just think a better approach is curiosity, open-mindedness, and trying to learn like from the other perspective what the situation is. Like try to understand it from your woman's perspective, you know? Um, and if you're a woman, try to understand it from your man's perspective, your partner's perspective, whatever you're into, Absolutely. you know? I agree, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like anything else, it has like good and bad sides. But when you take it to the extreme, that's when it gets dangerous, man. Cause I feel like a lot of that is uh, putting the responsibility on the other side and thinking that their side has to do all the work. You know, we're all perfect. You know, we're just here waiting for them to come back as a perfect man. Uh, but coming back to what you said about like a girl wanting to have the type of guy, and I, I would agree 100%, man. I feel like if I was a girl, I wouldn't want no broke guy that, you know, is struggling financially, doesn't have a dime. But um, if I'm demanding a guy to be like that, but all I have to offer is like, my pussy there, there's something wrong with that like you, you, you gotta be able to put yourself on the same you know page as a guy and just not accept that he's gonna be the successful guy and he's gonna be like the uh what you call uh the provider and all of that yeah that's nature that's expected but you have to move too you know uh i mean i don't want to be with the girl if I was a successful guy, I wouldn't want to be with a girl that, you know, doesn't have any ambitions and all she has to offer to me is, you know, that thing. So, yeah, man, I mean, both both sides have to be, I would say, have to continue looking for A's to um, provide feedback to the other side, like, hey, that's the type of man or girl that we're looking for. But at the same time, we have to do some work internally as well, you know, and not think that the problem is on the other side and the work, you got to do all the work to be able to fit in my ideal type of person, girl or man. I feel like that's a problem for a lot of either feminism, uh, girls or, guys that are uh misogynistic. Like the other way yeah. misogynistic yeah you kind of get into that mentality of i'm already perfect i'm just waiting for them to become perfect too you know that's if you like <laughs> that's where i feel like it, it gets dangerous you know i could not agree <clears throat> more man you said it perfectly um 
and which takes us full circle back to the beginning, which is why like there's real concern about something like an AI girlfriend or AI porn or um, dating apps and Instagram and shit like that is just because like you just said, it it's very easy to slide into a mentality of I'm perfect just the way I am, especially when you hear messages like that. Um, mainly, not just coming from radical feminists, but also like the, the alpha bros, like you're the prize, you're perfect the way you are, they need to change, they need to impress you and blah, blah, blah. And if, you've, if you come across a person um, that doesn't fit the perfect mold. It's just like on to the next because I'm perfect. So I just need to wait until the perfect one comes along. But I think part of the purpose of a relationship is so that you realize you are not hot shit, bro. You have a lot of work to do. You're cool by yourself because yeah. nobody's calling you on your bullshit. You know what I mean? You're just getting away with behaving however you want because it's just you you know what I mean? And then you have this illusion that there's all these other people that like and are interested in you just because you see them on your phone. But I think uh, relationships are work, dog. Like, endless work. Because it's a completely different person who wants to do things in a different way, who has another personality and life story. So it's like, if with whether it's your best friend or your girlfriend, relationships are work to maintain, I think. And uh, now more than ever, it's just like, the idea of working for a relationship is like, for what? I don't have to do that to get what I want which is validation company attention sex i don't have to why put in that work when i it's just gonna end the same way my parents ended in fucking divorce and misery and blah 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 so i don't know i'm just what i'm saying with the whole like it's natural for a woman to expect a man who's financially stable what i'm saying is one you should want that for yourself as a man and number two she's not evil for wanting that from you number three another thing that kevin samuels was saying in the same the same video which is like if you're not financially stable if you're in a point where you're like worried about having to pay for her meal when you go out why are you even dating get your fucking money up bro why are you wasting time chasing women when you can't even pay for their meal and that's not the, the idea that men should always pay whether you believe that or not is really up to you but the idea that you're incapable of paying should you have to means you probably shouldn't be out going on dates anyway. Why are you not working? Why are you not making money right now? Why are you not trying to put yourself in a better position so that if you decide, I want to have kids with this woman one day, you can fucking financially support her and those kids. You know what I mean? Like maybe she gets to a point where she can't work after the pregnancy. Then what? How y'all going to pay bills? And I know life is more expensive and it's not that simple. Life is more expensive than ever. Most families need both parents to work just to keep the bills paid. I'm just saying... I kind of see where he's coming from when he says, if you're worried about paying for her dinner, why are you dating, bro? Focus on yourself and get your fucking money up. That's the point I'm making. And then I guess on the other side, to your point, is uh, regardless if you're a man or a woman, a man or a woman, you should just be working on yourself. You know what I mean? Like trying to improve yourself. And like you said, not expecting the other side to do all the work. But internally, you got to get your shit together. Otherwise, any relationship is just not going to... It's not going to work long term if you don't got your shit right, you know? So I couldn't Absolutely. agree more, bro. For sure, man. Yeah. And you, you touched on in a very interesting point, um, what you said about like when relationship becomes work. It, it, it's interesting to say that because I feel like going back to the other point we were talking about, it has to be another reason that people are 
much less inclined to serious relationships nowadays is the idea that when you have a relationship, it is work in terms of like, there's a lot of people that they're not happy alone and they kind of depend on you to be happy. Like you have to make yeah. the other person happy, you know, and that's work. And like, I got my own shit. I like, I got my problems. I got my difficulty of being happy myself. And imagine having that responsibility to make the other person happy. And I feel like that's one of the the most common mistakes of people going into relationships is that they feel miserable, they feel lonely, sad, and then they go into a relationship expecting that the other person is going to make all of that disappear. When in reality, man, as cliche as that is, all of that should come from the inside and you cannot expect the other person to do that. And when it when it happens like that, it really becomes work, man. Imagine having that responsibility to, you know, having somebody to be emotionally dependent on you and they rely on you to be happy. So if you're not on a good day, if you're not, you know, on the mood to give them attention and care and talk to them, they're not going to be happy. No, you have to work to make them happy, you know? And as bro, that's what I fear the most. Personally, in my relationship, and it's what I observe happens a lot in other relationships. Like, man, these people are relying on each other to be happy when they're never going to be really, really happy if they need somebody else to be, you know, fulfilled in life. Have you ever thought about that? Like people that jump from relationship to relationships just to escape from themselves and just to be happy and fulfill that void inside themselves. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've been that guy before. Not necessarily, I couldn't even call them relationships. You know what I'm saying? They were more like situationships, jumping from one to the other, kind of to fill a certain void inside and really distract myself you know what i mean as as opposed to dealing with more pressing shit but i've also met so many people that will literally jump from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend but they're just never single ever never single even when they're in a relationship you know they've got three or four lined up just in case this one doesn't work out so as soon as this shit i mean it's like fucking monkey bars i grab onto yeah. one and I can just let go of the other one, you know, and there's always another one I can fucking reach out for and just keep moving forward. And that's how they live their life. And I, I don't know, man, it's, it's a very, you're just like neglecting yourself. You got to spend some time and develop a relationship with yourself at some point. Otherwise, you're just always going to have to be at home in the confines of a relationship with somebody that could die or leave at any time, at any time. So if you're incapable of being alone... I don't think it's a good idea to be in a, a relationship, at least, at least not for me. I think that uh, one of the best things about being single and also not chasing just casual sex or flings or situationships, just being with yourself, is uh, you kind of forced to just be cool being with yourself. 
a lot more time to reflect and decide what you really want, who you are, what brings you peace, what brings you anxiety and frustration, who you want to be around, that type of shit. At least for me, it's one of the benefits for me. So it's like, I don't, you know, it's actually the last thing I would consider is getting into a serious relationship because I know it's like a real commitment. It's work. So if you're going to dedicate all that time and energy to somebody, she better fucking be worth it. Otherwise, like, let me just... I'm cool with me, you know, like why, yeah. like, like I only have so much time. Why dedicate it to something that I don't even really feel is going anywhere? Like for what? You know, so I think yeah. that's part of uh, getting yourself ready to even be in a relationship is just being cool with yourself. And then this other person's more like just a bonus, just an enhancer, bonus, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. not like a necessary part. That's always a really tricky being emotionally dependent on somebody man it's like being addicted to fucking crack or something as soon as it gets taken same thing with the ai girlfriends it's like imagine if they just shut it off you know and your ai girlfriend of three years who's always fucking there is now gone you just because your or your phone dies you know or something and you just be now you're suicidal because this person that you're emotionally dependent on is just gone you know that's a vulnerable position to be in man so absolutely man yeah but it's it's complex man because i feel like when you talk about a relationship long enough that i mean let's say a five-year relationship let's say that you guys break up it's almost like a part of your life going away and i'm always scary of like how am I going to feel if that happens one day, you know, because bro, we're talking about sharing your life with a person for five years or more. And then all of a sudden, boom, it doesn't exist anymore. There's, it has to be some, some hard shit to deal with, you know, never been through it. I hope that I never will, but bro, sometimes I do consider that, you know, and I try to, make myself prepared for when that happens and you know just trying to be realistic and think that we can't guarantee that things are going to be forever and we have to be prepared to just move on and be with ourselves and i always think about that shit man like is there a way to prepare for that when you get into a relationship like that like that long, that old, because it's one thing to become emotionally dependent, but it's another thing to, you know, you have a life partner, you know, I mean, you share your life with that person. So it's inevitable that you're, you're going to feel that when it goes away, you know, and uh, that that was the, the main reason that I did not want to that I did not want a relationship back in the day. Like I was like, bro, imagine when I break up, I'm going to be fucked. Like, <laughs> how am I going to deal with that? You know? Cause really, man, I don't, I guess it has to do with personality or something, but, um, some people get more attached than others. Some people feel the loss more than others, but, uh, it has to be some, some hard shit. Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is, is is that a fear that you have as well? Like, bro, if they get into a relationship 
am I gonna be attached to that person on a level where if we do break up, it's like it's gonna fuck my life? <laughs> I never thought about it in those terms, but I definitely have the same fear of intimacy for the same reason, a hundred percent. Because my whole life, I've never like on any level lost somebody that was genuinely important to me, like a loved one. You know, uh, both my parents are still alive. My siblings, like all my immediately fa- my immediate family members are still alive. And as far as friends, um, I've had very few in my life. And the ones that I have had, it's not like they died or just, you know, I've and I'm accustomed to the experience of losing friends, too, because since three years old, I've been moving around until I was 18. I hadn't lived anywhere more than like two or three years. So I'm just kind of used to that experience. And it sucks. But after a while, you become strangely numb to it and then you almost stop seeking out new friendships because you know or you just kind of expect they're going to end in the same way so that's like a negative aspect of that but as far as like a a life partner a romantic relationship it's the same thing it's just like damn okay you build your life with this person you get connected you get more and more uh intertwined with this person in their life and everything and it becomes in a way a part of you even though you're still, yeah. you should be an individual, it's still part of your daily life, like you said. And after 5, 10, 20 years, they get cancer and die, or they decide they don't love you anymore and they just leave, or um, get hit by... I mean, all types of horrific shit, horrific shit can happen to you or your partner throughout your life, yeah. and then they're just gone. And you'll have kids, and they're just gone. Um, fuck, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably one of the things that um, I try to avoid is that situation right there where you you just are so in love and so um, connected with this person and then you lose them. I have no idea what that feels like and I'm not interested, (laughs) not interested in finding out because um, it just seems like, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's hard to even imagine the level of pain one must feel in a situation like that and just the anticipation of the pain keeps you from even moving in that direction which i don't think is healthy i probably need to see a therapist or something like that to get that shit worked out because it's gonna destroy so many potentially great relationships so i you know it's something you got to work out but i also don't think that we are alone in feeling that way i'm sure a lot of people feel that same fear of intimacy and getting attached to somebody only to then lose them afterwards so it's like into in order to avoid that completely I'm just not going to attach to anyone and I'm going to walk through life detached, which feels like you're protecting yourself when really you're just robbing yourself because you can't run from pain and suffering, dog. Like no matter what experience you choose, you're going to suffer on some level, whether you're single and by yourself, suffering from loneliness and no connection or meaning, or you're in a relationship and this person hurts you intentionally or unintentionally, or they walk away or they disappear and you suffer that way. I mean, there's, you're going to suffer no matter what life experience you choose. So to try to yeah. run from it intentionally, you think I'm defending myself, I'm avoiding it, but like you're just choosing one suffering for another, bro. So why not, you know, choose what you truly want and just accept whatever comes with that. I don't know if that's the answer, but just yeah. talking out, like thinking out loud right now, that's kind of the way I would probably approach it. That's why I try to approach it, you know, because what's the alternative? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I like to think that, well, to give me more comfort, I guess, I like to think that, you know, like time cures everything and nobody dies from 
love. But um, it is Carrie, man. It is, it is Carrie to yeah. to think about that. Uh, but yeah, bro, it's relationships are crazy, and it's 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 a lot more complex than than we think, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're a challenge, man. They're a fucking challenge. But I think it's I still even as an introverted guy who doesn't even fucking. I don't even like most people, bro. I'm just like, just, yeah, from a distance. I'm fascinated by people, but, you know, most of them, it's like, I love you from over there. Just chill over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even still, I think uh, it's one of the most valuable things you can have in your life. It's just some a few quality relationships, a few good friends, a life partner. If you're lucky enough, a loving family, it's like there's nothing more important than that yeah, to man. me. Um so yeah, but it's it's not like you said it's not that simple in achieving that and I think now there's more forces than ever conspiring for us not to achieve that and stay isolated and lonely and confused and cut off from other real people and just like here just staring at your fucking hand all day every day and using the other one to beat your dick and spend money on shit that you don't need making you feel worse and worse about yourself. So I think that is the modern challenge is not um finding what you want it's like fighting against the forces that are trying to exploit you for what you want you know what i mean some kind of digital literacy is necessary because it's all of us bro we're all addicted in some way to something that comes from our fucking phone and the experiences we have on it so i don't know man. i don't know but uh man i gotta wrap this up bro i gotta go on to my first meeting of the day but as always man fascinating chat and we definitely got to do this again soon because relationships in particular is a really like expansive topic i'm single you're not you know so i love hearing your perspective on it now that you've been dating your girl like you said almost two years now almost you two know? years yeah yeah so the relationships thing man i feel like uh a lot of us are going to be struggling with that for a while and i think the only way to solve it is more dialogue like this with your friends family your girl or whatever is really talking about it because I feel like a lot of us aren't talking about it. I don't know what impression you yeah. have, but I just like nobody. It's typically like just the most radical and extreme attention calling comments and opinions you see on social to get you fired up yeah. and hating this particular group of people. But like healthy, long form dialogue. Um, I mean, only on podcasts I hear shit like that, but not Absolutely. in my day to day, you know? Yeah, he doesn't get talked about as much, for sure, yeah. That would be, man, a great topic for us to elaborate more on and expand more ideas about it. But, uh, man, as always, bro, good conversation. I had a good time. We can do it again whenever you want, bro. It's always a pleasure. It's always for a sure, pleasure, man, bro. for sure. All right, we'll get out of here, man. Thanks, y'all, for listening.